lads. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having us, Sarah. It's exciting to chat again. Uh, when did we speak last? It was maybe a few months ago now, but it left a lasting impression, didn't it, Rob? Oh, 100%. I just feel a bit like we need to pick up our intro game hard. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good. That was that was 10 out of 10, I reckon. Oh, it's only because you guys are here. I literally have tried to record this about three times this morning, like I said. I called these guys maybe an hour and a half ago. I mean, how much are you embracing spontaneity? Oh, we're, we're very available, you know what I mean? We sit there and, and we're always ready, always available. If you, if you want us on any show, just slide into our DMs. We're ready. <laughs> yeah, it's not, hard, it's not hard to turn up when you've got nothing on. <laughs> love you go i'm sure you're in high demand you know don't play it too cool <laughs> oh no it's been, it was good we, we had a uh, productive morning didn't we rob and then um yeah, we're back to, we, yeah on mondays we have our like our our team meeting for our business so the two of us and, and the third founder of our business tammy martin and uh last week was a bit funny because we we set this one for eight o'clock and tam's not a morning person and last week, last week she was all grumpy because she turns up about eight thirty, and she's like, "Oh, who booked this?" And she's the one who booked it in. And today we got to sit down and push back the start time on a Monday morning, back into <laughs> lockdown, and just cruised into the morning Monday morning. So life's good. <laughs> well, I had such a blast with you guys last time. Like, just such good chats. I mean, you're so good to chew the fat with. So I thought you'd make the perfect guest to bring the yay game back while I'm feeling a bit flat. How are you guys feeling and what do you think of the quote about, you know, feelings not being final and that, you know, this will end? Yeah, I think it's, it's an important message. I mean, for a long time, I've always felt like I'd, I'd want to experience all the feelings that life has to offer. So whether that's sadness, loneliness, happiness, enjoyment, all the, all the good stuff and the bad stuff, I think, I, I suppose, just embracing the ambiguity and uncertainty, I think it's a, it's a good thing. I mean, it's a hard thing to wrap your head around. I mean, I'm sure we've all heard stories about our parents and grandparents and great grandparents and with the war and all that sort of stuff. And growing up, I felt pretty, pretty lucky, you know, now something like this hits and it's like, shit, like it can definitely things, big things can happen to anyone. So I think it's a good, it's a reality check, I suppose. Mm. I've never heard you be so deep. I'm impressed. Everyone's <laughs> blowing me away today. I'm being blown away. I had a shower beforehand and I rehearsed it in my head, you know, so <laughs> there you go. Oh, but that's what I love about you two and your pod. It's so amazing how you bring like real conversational banter. I mean, two talky blokes who love the surf and can just, you know, like I said, chew the fat, but also cover like really serious, deep topics and make them really engaging. I think you guys are so great at that. Oh, I love it. How good are compliments? We love, we love compliments. But yeah, I was, I was well, talking about Hugh, like we were lucky to have Martin Heppel on from the Resilience Project. And I think that as like like we're saying at the moment, there's such weird things. I can safely say that I'm not the best at letting emotions pass. And I've been able to hold on to a couple of things lately where it's important for me. Like I've been for a surf today, which has been good. I got out and I refreshed a little bit and shook it off. Locke's gone for a walk, but finding time to letting yourself do shit like that has always been, it's been helpful. And now like going back into lockdown again, I've just, I've realized I didn't really do anything the last two days. Mm. I just let the, you still let out for exercise and stuff. Mm. Mm. But I just think, yeah, like it's just, it's been a resetter, hasn't it? Like you, things, you think things are going to be flowing again, especially after the last lockdown, I think. Like you just think, you know, things are starting to sort of come to some sort of normalcy. But yeah, it's just sort of keeps happening. So it makes me really feel like you sort of have to embrace that adaptive mindset, I suppose, because who knows? Like it's, it's out of our control. It's a world issue. It's not, mm. I know, embracing uncertainty is key. I think especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're a creator and you're doing stuff as well, like, 
that's that's what the job is, isn't it? Like you know just as much as anyone, Sarah, how you know embracing uncertainty and how feelings are temporary. You go up and down, up and down, don't you? Oh my God, such a roller coaster. Mm. <laughs> but I also love what you said about sometimes some feelings are really hard to let go of, but it is important to let yourself have them because another quote I saw the other day that I thought was really valuable is you can't recover from your feelings if you don't acknowledge that you have them. And I went straight this time, like because my podcast is all joy and resilience that, you know, we just had the resilience project as literally the episode last week. My first reaction was, well, keep it together. You know, you've got to spread the joy and how can you be productive? Like what, you know, live conversations can you host and let's be prolific for the next few days. And Mm. same as you, this time I was like, actually, I was really productive last time, but this time I'd feel the need to just not do anything and to be fine. Like I get, I get frustrated sometimes when I have a reaction because I get like, you're supposed to be really joy focused and resilient. You've got quotes to, you know, get you through this. But if you let yourself feel what you're feeling, it does pass because you kind of let it wash over you and then remember that it'll, you'll come through it, but not try and rush that either. Like sometimes you just got to wallow in it. Yeah, it's the process. You got to you got to get through it and understand what it feels like, and and how do I adapt and learn for the next time? You know, other than, if you just push it aside, it's just going to bubble up, isn't it? Like I've been known to bubble up. I'm a, I'm a bubble up type of cat. So for me, it's, you know, like day by day, just let these things go. Like I, I feel like I'm very on, 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 and then off. You know, but I feel like it needs to be a bit level up. Maybe I don't know. I'm a I'm a I'm a popper. What are you, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> Papa, yeah, I'm a bit the same. I'll go into like obsessive compulsive and I'll be like five days straight of like focus on some shit. And then by the end, by the weekend, which was like when they announced we're going back into lockdown, I'll admit the first few days I had the feeling of like relief. Mm. You know, I was like, oh, all right, fuck, I get a bit of a break. You know, it came at a good time. Still, when we get to miss your birthday, lock. Mm. It was Locke's 30th oh, on, no. on the weekend. And he was meant to uh, have a bit of a, a party, a bit of a boogie. Yeah, a bit of a shindig plan. But you know what? You can't you can't plan. That was my that was the lesson I learned. Don't plan. Mm. No, but I, I got spoiled. I had a good day. Like Robbie, Robbie came around with Em and gave us the, her homemade lasagna and heaps a box of snacks, really, like chomps, uh, natural <laughs> confectionery. So specific. <laughs> like a chomp. Have you had a chomp lately? I fucking love chomps. But the inflation, like they've gone from 30 cents to like a dollar eighty. I'm like, what? Have what is really? that? Yeah. When you buy them individually. There's not much in them. Not much in them, right? There's a lot of air, but they're so good. So good. Well, that's a, Rob, must have, you must have spent a fortune then because there was, <laughs> there, was, there was a few chomps in the box. It's your dirty 30. You've got to invest, you know? I know. But I think I'll make up for it. I think I'll have a party in summer. So obviously you're invited and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make up for it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's not. He's not hard done by. Let's let's be honest. No, I'm not hard done by. I got, I got got lots of good presents and got lots of love. So you know, I can't complain here. Isn't that the weird thing though? I've kind of felt the same in terms of a little bit of feeling of relief, and then I got really frustrated at myself. Like you can't just keep relying on lockdowns to save you from bad decisions. Like mm. how has it taken you four of these to figure out how to schedule better? You can't use this to save you. You can't keep waiting for a lockdown to like save you from stuff and then be relieved when it cancels your plans rather than you having to do it yourself. But it feels, don't you feel like when you're building something and you're in it, like you don't see it, like I reckon that's what experience is when you look back and go, oh, I could have chilled out there, but when you're thinking, oh, I don't see it as the success that it already is, you know, like I, if, if I'm slacking off or doing some shit that's not contributing to what I really want to do, then I feel like I'm cheating myself sometimes, but I need to fill that cup up. You know, I need mm. to, it's hard to realize that when you're in just so deep in the work and like things like lockdown snap you out of it because you have to, yeah. you know, it forces you to, but it's, it's a hard thing to balance, isn't it? 
Yeah, totally. And we discussed this last time. I am very, very honoured to be the funny business fairy yay mother. And yeah. we spoke all about Playdier and you boys committed to making time for more yay. And particularly when you are sitting in an emotion, like sometimes the light at the end of the tunnel is, I feel shit today, tomorrow it'll be gone, you know, and it'll be a fresh day and I'm going to have energy to like do something joyful again. So give us the report. I mean, how have you been going? Uh, well, for me personally, I've uh, taken up the luxury of having a bath every day. No bubbles or anything <laughs> like that. But just but you're a bubbler. You just said that. I'm a bubbler, but not in the bath. You know, like, <laughs> Are you sure? Like, like a flat, clear water, you know. <laughs> flat and clear, nowhere to hide. <laughs> nowhere to hide. No, it's good. So, I, I, like, honestly, I just like that's, that's sort of the fourth thing that breaks up for me where it's like I go for a walk but for like an hour a day. I've got the same sort of walk every day, which is a bit strange um and then i'll have a bath but because i don't surf or anything like that I, and honestly I, I can't be stuffed taking up like a new skill and practicing so hard with something i just want to relax so what what better way to relax than have a bath and and listen to podcasts and read books and stuff so for me that's what i've been doing so thank you for inspiring me um since our podcast uh that we've done together you've you've really uh got me into gear so i thank you for that, that i is am really, so really- proud He's really, really, you don't understand how much he's taken this new habit on. So much so that a couple of weekends ago, it was like Monday at about 2.30 p.m. And I called him. I saw his bald head just in the phone and he was all wet. I'm going, what the fuck? Where are you, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm in the bath. I'm just playing LinkedIn. I'm in the bath. I was like, do what, do what you do, mate. Yeah, you do you, mate. You do you. Lucky I've got a good <laughs> boss, hey, Sarah. Lucky he's very flexible, allows me to be me, you know. But what you were telling people would say, you were telling people, and they're like, what the fuck? You just, he's like, oh, that's just Locke. And then you're like, hang on, we can't just let him get away with this. Yeah, that's what I was like, hang on a minute. Like, because oh, I was in the middle of, I was working, I was pumping things out, I was like sending him an email or whatever. I'm like, oh, no, Locke's just doing it. He's in the bath. I'm thinking, hang on. <laughs> just doing his mental health, you know, it's important. Yeah, just leave me alone, Rob. What are you, what are you been doing? <laughs> I've been going <laughs> leave me alone. I've been going surfing more. I've been trying to focus on getting it out more into the water. I know I noticed that if I have say there's like a bad spell of weather and it's like a shit few days in a row, I don't really like substitute it with any other exercise. Like that's my form of exercise. Sometimes walk, I walk the dog and shit, but not like wouldn't put the runners on and go for a run. You know what I mean? So lately there's <laughs> surf's been around, so I've been doing a bit more exercise and feeling good. So that's been nice. What about you, Sarah? What have you been doing? I've been the same as you, having baths. Like I am such a fan and Nick's really like you're stewing in your own filth kind of thing. I'm like, A, how dirty do you think I am? Although to be fair, I just came back from the Northern Territory and I didn't shower for seven days, so I get that. Be straight in the bath, was it? Straight in. Straight in. I have a bath every day, no shit. Like it is such a ritual of and I can't I used to go in there and take, like you said, a podcast, but I take like a finance podcast or some kind of learning self-developmenty podcast and then think I was relaxing, but my brain would be buzzing. So now I have to take only fiction books and like no screen. It's just so nice. And I just mood, soak it? in there. But I'm all bubbles, like bubbles and radox and all the nice like smelling I like things. Mm. I'm a big fan of radox. You never had radox? What is that? No, what do that? you mean? This is like you what do you mean? For a man who's just turned to bars, you know what radox is? Radox is heaven for bath. Lovers. I haven't done any research, man. I just turn the water on and jump in. What what do you mean? What's radox? <laughs> 
You're like Chandler from um, Friends. You know when he has that? Do you guys watch it? Yeah, yeah. My, my Mrs. Tales loves Friends. Like it's on every single second of the day. So I would have had no choice but to watch it. Yeah. I'm not allowed to watch The Reunion. Nick's in Tassie and I'm not allowed to watch it till he gets back. And I feel like I'm disconnected from society because I don't understand all the memes and it's making me really upset. You should watch it and then just pretend you didn't and watch it. It's worth watching it again, I reckon. Oh, yeah, I'm like, oh, can I do that? I mean, is it worth the divorce? Maybe. But <laughs> you're like Chandler, how he steals Monica's bath and she gives him a little boat to make it a boy bath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that episode. Yeah. No, it is. I, maybe I might take on uh, your approach and light some candles and get some bubbles in and maybe, um, what is it? The Epsom salt. I'll get that. Ra- like. Radox muscle soothe bath salts. There you go. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'll be having one of them bad boys tonight. Don't worry about that. What else have you guys been doing for yay? Like given that we're quite limited, I feel like you actually just get really creative about joyful things to do. I've been sleeping in a lot. I've been eating a lot of hash browns lately. Key strategy. We live, both Locke and I live around, like cause we're, we live so close to each other, but we also live very close to the closest McDonald's and, my wife is is she's she's pregnant at the moment and she's you know, she didn't feel like I cook. didn't know that. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah, we just found out. So she's she's stuck, but one of her biggest cravings have been hash browns and every time I go, I go be a good husband and ask me twice it. to go there and get hash browns. You're the hash brown monster, bro. You're the one who <laughs> do you love how we just thrown her under the bus there? Oh she's my pregnant. god. You've never seen her eat a hash brown, Rob, ever. <laughs> you liar. He's gone out in sympathy. You know how like some husbands get like sore boobs and then they get all the cravings. Congratulations. How exciting. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're we're stoked. It's um, pretty good news. We're, yeah, just wrapped. It's going to change our world for sure. Because Locke's got a couple of sisters who are pregnant at the moment due similar sort of time. There's just babies everywhere. Yeah, babies everywhere. So I'm going to learn from everyone else's mistakes and then just pull a little <laughs> notebook out and go bang, bang, bang. That's what I'm going to do when we finally decide. But no, it's exciting times. There's a bit, you know, there's life. There's life around us. Oh, so much life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maccas does make us happy, though. I think that's a that could be a collaborative sort of answer, couldn't it? Maccas makes us happy. That's a play to you. That's a play to you. Uh, Pond Cafe, the, the coffee at Pond's nice. What else do we like? We just like eating and, and brunching. Yeah, we're pigs. Things. We're pigs. Yeah, we're pigs. I think that's what it, cause it's awful. You know, we, we like that's not awful. the Japanese joint. No, you eat like your feelings. It's fine. Hot yeah. chips. Hot chips are great. Yeah. Oh, what's it? Bill's Mediterranean Shack. you got to go there. If you're ever in Torquay, don't worry about the kebabs. Just get the, no. the chips, hot chips. <laughs> They're so good. Seven bucks, bit of a rip, but it's worth it. <laughs> oh, the thrills of a small town. Also, Locke, how do you not surf in Torquay? Did we talk about this? Yeah, I was always a pretender. Like I, when growing up, I didn't live anywhere near the beach, but I worked at Jetty Surf, the surf shop. I had a oh. couple. I had like a good performance board. I had all the posters, but I had no idea. All the gear so, and no idea. Yeah, so tell, I'm just embracing tell the, story. the culture. Tell the yeah. story about how you got your job. Oh, oh, it's it's cringe. So I used to spit it out. Yeah. Well, I was working at the cricket center at the time. I was like 15, 16 or whatever, first job. And then my cousin was visual merchandiser for Jetty Surf. And anyway, she's like, you should get a job at Jetty Surf. So I walked in, saw the manager, Marty. And he was just like, what's, what, what have you been doing this morning, mate? And I go, just checking the swells, man. And he's, 
most cringe thing I've ever done in my life, I reckon. But I got the job, so there you go. It worked. Oh, my God, it you worked. got the lingo. So I'm the same. I, like, I'm not a surfer. I love surfing. And, mm. like, I'll get up pretty quickly because I used to be a dancer, so I have good balance. But, yeah, by yeah. no means a professional surfer. But I'll come out of the water and be like, man, those waves were so gnarly and I'll just throw shuckers at everyone. <laughs> and, like, yes. people give me so much shit for just throwing shuckers and they'll count how many in one trip that I'll do. I just, like, I can't, I can't help it, you know. You've got to act the part. <laughs> yes. So speaking of Torquay and your neighborhood, that brings us to the neighborhood watch section of Yays of Our Lives. Have you guys seen anything lovely around? I feel like the pandemic is so hard and lockdown is so consuming and awful, but it brings out really nice like acts of kindness or beautiful small things out in the community. Have you seen anything that made you smile? Uh, Have you seen the new signs, Rob, around town where it's like stop and it says about the community like uh, because... My mum crosses the road here. Yeah, I really love that. What? Yeah. It tells people slow down. Yeah, around town. And I don't know if it's it's the council thing, yeah? Local council thing. So they're trying to, because they're they're trying to, on the main strip, they're trying to make sure people don't speed on the main strip and the signs are slow down because my mum crosses here or such and shit like that. It really puts it into perspective. Like it tells a bit more of a story, makes you feel like, hang on, maybe I shouldn't be. It's a good way to, to, I think it worked. It's working. Oh, that's so nice. It is nice. Other than that, there's a a really nice down near Janjak Main Beach on the the fence of the golf course, which lines up the the car park. There's a big heart in all these different, like, I don't know if they're like hair clips or some shit, but they did a big heart and it was like rainbow colours when we first went into lockdown. That was pretty nice. Oh, mm. it's so cute. I feel like people make an extra effort. Like I was walking home from walking the dog the other day and someone had made like a Wizard of Oz treasure hunt in their garden and they'd mm. left like laminate. They clearly had a laminator at home. Like who even has that? But they'd laminated <laughs> all the signs, like follow the story and you could find all the characters in the trees. It was for, clearly for other kids, but I had a great time playing Wizard of Oz by myself. It was amazing. I love I love that. That's like, you know, that we're like Christmas time and there's that family that loves the fucking lights. They, they yes. just go up and you're like, they would do anything for anyone, wouldn't they? Like, that's such a good family. There's actually a couple of videos, oh, maybe it was a couple of years ago, of these families in the States who have those massive ones, like all over three levels of house, and they make it like the lights time to Skrillex. Oh, I've seen that. It's that's so amazing. good. It's amazing. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> on a very different note, my neighborhood watch for this week was, I found it on the internet, maybe three weeks ago, this amazing guy in the London neighborhood, actually, who is a hairdresser. And one day he was walking to work and saw a homeless guy just sitting there who he'd seen, you know, many times and was like, his hair looked, you know, a bit matted. Why don't I just, he had all this stuff in his back, in his backpack and was like, why don't I just give him a haircut? So he sat down, gave this guy a haircut and saw the confidence change in someone, Mm. A, stopping to have a conversation, but B, like looking more like a, a you know member of society and it, it gave him such a sense of like seeing someone's transformation that he now travels the world giving homeless people haircuts and has started this movement called do something for nothing and he wrote a book about it and it just made me so like I almost cried looking at some of the he's taken all these before and after photos like he ov- often takes a local photographer with him um, and just gets photos of these people and lets them tell their story, which he's turned into a book. I forgot to say his name's Joshua Coombs. And just people in society who are quite invisible to everyone else, he'll mm. sit down and like give them a haircut and they leave feeling seen. But also the stories, it's so fascinating that so many of them were us 
but one step removed of just losing their job or a ba- one bad decision and none of them mm. ever expected to be homeless. Oh, my God. It was like the world yeah. needs more people like you. What a legend. Oh, no. I reckon I've heard about his work Yeah, I've before. heard that story too. Doing that sort of stuff. You can really make a difference in an impact. That's that's changing people's lives. That's 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 giving people confidence. We need to get him on our podcast, man. He sounds like a fucking legend. <laughs> he quit his job and now he travels the world. I think um, – where is the book? I think it's in here somewhere. He was actually in Melbourne – when was he in Melbourne? Just before COVID, because one of the chapters is on Melbourne. So he did, obviously, the UK. Then he went to the US. He did San Fran, New York, LA. He did Skid Row in LA and tells these beautiful stories of families who feel so lucky because they have a tent on Skid Row as opposed to people who don't have a roof, like the gratitude and themes that, that came out of it. But he did. Have you guys heard of Homie? H-O-M-I-E? Yeah, yeah, we love Homie. Marcus Crook, bro. Big fan of his work and... So they did a collab. They did a, a homie art gallery auction thing when he was here. And I don't know how I didn't hear of it when he was actually here. It was like February this year. Yeah. Um, and there's a whole chapter about Melbourne as well. It was like just so beautiful. And his do something for nothing movement is now, like for him it was hairdressing, but his whole premise is it doesn't have to be hairdressing, obviously. It's just all of us have a skill that we can use to start a conversation with someone who never gets heard and never gets made like anyone sees them yeah but it's a hectic I, reckon, I always think about that stuff all the time people living on the streets especially at times like this and it's like it's not always what you think it's not always drugs and and who cares like everyone we all do drugs we all drink we all like <laughs> you know what i mean like they're no different than than us it's just mm. one bad mistake or whatever it's pretty crazy i think people have a, a, a bit of a bad stigma around the homeless and and you mm. know or whatever but you know, you just never know people's situations and how they get stuck in these, you know, these, these places. Well, big shout out to Homie too. Big fan. We I'm just spewing. Did Marcus hold back and not tell us that when we had him on the pod or what's going on here? Yeah, I know. Yeah, holding back some information there. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we didn't do a good enough job of interviewing him. Maybe. <laughs> Probably should have researched a bit harder, Rob, you know. So that's what I feel like, yeah. yeah. But I hope it happened like, after the pod because I'm yeah. thinking, fuck, we should, that would have been a good thing to touch on. What well, was his well, episode homie. like? Oh, really good. Like he was talking about like even they held the VIP days for the homeless that come in and they wear all, they can pick the homie clothes. So it's not like, hey, here's the charity, here's some clothes, wear this. It's like pick your style. You know what I mean? Like oh. you don't you don't you don't just get given shit. You know what I mean? Like you pick, you choose what you want to look like and how you wanna, you know, appear and, and I just, I just think that's fucking cool. You know, even their program, how they're creating jobs for people who may need entry into jobs who might from hard backgrounds and stuff like that. They're just they're just doing really, really inspiring shit. There needs to be more people in the world like like what they're doing. I know. And that's why I love this segment so much, because Neighborhood Watch makes me go and have to find something every week that, you know, other people might not know is happening or that you might not know that you could be part of or that you could, you know, donate to or whatever. There's just so much cool stuff that people are doing out there to give people voices or a platform that don't have it themselves. And I was just like, shit, man, there is an incredible, incredibly overwhelming amount of homelessness out there, but most people switch off to it because it is a bit stigmatised and because you don't often know. Like a lot of his book is about how to broach a conversation because you often don't know what to ask or how to make people feel comfortable or even how to help them because you just it's so awkward sort of like. Mm. So breaking down those barriers, like, yeah. What a legend. And I can't wait to listen to your episode with Homie too. Do you guys have a favourite? Oh, well, besides you, obviously. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. that was implied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if, if you want to dig into our podcast, make sure you check out the podcast with you first. Um, <laughs> we've had, we've had well, like yourself, we've been lucky enough to interview 
and meet so many amazing people. We just feel so lucky and grateful that we, we get to do this. And it's, it's hard to really nail down like one, but Matt Adekpanya was a good one for me. I just like what he's doing. He does all the content for the Aussie Boomers um, and he does like Paddy Mills Media. He's head of content there. But he, he said on our podcast he wanted to do a TV series and in like three or four months he'd done one on the Gold Coast. <gasps> Released it on Fox Sports and KO and shit. Could go on forever. Adriana Zumbo was good. Erica Giratsu, you know, well. Oh, love bloody her. love her. She's amazing. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good people. It's it's really hard to narrow it down for me, but they're probably the ones that just stick out. Liam Scanlon as well. I don't know. What about you, Rob? Well, no, it's hard to top some of the ones you, you rattled off there, but I think one that another one that we had at our live, Alex Zachariah. Getting to chat to him, that was just pre, I think when we chatted to him, we got introduced to him was about November last year. And that was when Linktree was just starting to go bananas. Oh. And they that was they were going through a raise process. And since that time, like they're pretty much going to be they're the biggest tech company in Australia, or the fastest growing tech company in Australia right now, by hands down, by country mile. And seeing him and hearing like the pressure that he was under and the team was under to get to the point they're at now, and then seeing some of the payoffs that they're able to do, that that to me that's like it's like an addict ponya story a little bit. Mm. Oh, amazing. What about you? Oh, you've had so many good ones. I listened to the one with Tim Diamond, I think it was. He's a cool Oh, guy. he's such a cool guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like asking someone to choose their favourite child, right? Like it's so difficult because they're all so interesting in different ways. But I think in terms of like what was the most personally enjoyable, the most like pinch me was definitely Gary V. Like that was just what you Gary V. Yeah. Fucking hell. I know. How was he like? Was he on his phone the whole time? Uh, No. Uh, He was amazing. So he did three interviews in Melbourne. I don't know why he said yes to mine, but he walks in and he's like not even looking in front of him. Like he's being shepherded by his people because he's on his phone. But he, the minute he sits down, puts it face down, gives you 100% of his attention. For the 27 minutes I had, like he only, it was like he was looking threw me into my brain. One of the biggest takeaways from that, and Nick was there as well, actually, and he was like, if Gary V can give us his full attention when we are no one to him, then we can be better at giving people our full attention and not being on our phones and stuff. Like he'll be on it right up until the minute and he was on it straight away after. Yeah. But it was fascinating that he actually was like so engaged and I'd, I knew I only had a small amount of time. I think why I like it as well because it required the most of me as an interviewer. I had to try and find questions that he hadn't answered a million times because I Mm. I wanted to start by saying like you guys can find his story anywhere else go to every other podcast he's done bajillions of interviews so I just asked him all these random questions and he was like I have never answered any of these before and because of that he put it on his podcast because that he'd never answered the questions before and that's where you kind of I liked it because it was such a challenge and because I was interested, like, selfishly. I was like, I want to know these things. Oh, he's amazing, isn't he? And I think it's the same thing that people say about Michael Jordan, isn't it? It's the presence or, or when you're there, they're really they're really present. They're really, like, looking looking at the situation, really, like, delving into what you're saying. It's, it takes a skill, doesn't it? Because, like, especially, like, being, like, being involved in creating different things, you've always got different things on the go, so things are pinging and popping all the time. So mm. I feel like, yeah, it is, it is hard sometimes to really focus and that's, that's a, v- a very important skill, isn't it? Yeah, I was just yeah so impressed by how attentive he was and mindful in the moment to something that like he would I didn't even think he'd listen to again, you know. But he makes you think like you're the most important person in that minute, and it was 
absolutely amazing. And the other one was the, and I've said this a lot of times because I'm obsessed with him, the guy, well, probably Hugh Van Kylenberg is one of, just recently has become one of my absolute favourites because he's just so funny mm. and so self-deprecating. Like the first thing he talks about is how when he first went out in teaching was that all the girls in the class asked him why his eyes were so googly and how he looked in the mirror one day and was like, oh, I didn't know I looked like that. Like he's just so <laughs> funny and self-deprecating but so brilliant. But the one that I, I thought was like this has nothing to do with yay except that you guys know I'm passionate about the unique way that our talents and interests intersect. So the Australian of the Year from 2019 is the cave diver who rescued the 13 boys in the Thai cave. And I just wanted to know more about that because I was fascinated. I was like, A, ew, why do you want to dive in water that you can't see through that's super claustrophobic? Why is that your hobby? Explain. Yeah. And B, like tell me everything that actually happened that we don't know about. And his day job is as an anaesthetist and his hobby is technical cave diving. And in the entire world, he was the only person who could do the technical dive to get in and sedate the boys. So in terms of people thinking their combination of what makes them yay is weird, I was like, always believe that someone out there needs your exact fusion because he had to dive three kilometers in, in water that was coffee colored in tunnels that touched the top and the bottom. So they had to carry their oxygen, not on their back. They had to like float it behind them. Took three hours to get in minimum. And then he had to teach the only other five divers in the world who could get in and out how to inject the boys with ketamine so that they wouldn't freak out. So they had to be completely sedated. Oh, And then the other Australian of the year who won it with him is his diving friend who's a vet who could do it because he's a vet and ketamine's a horse tranquilizer. Yeah. I was just like, tell me everything. Talk about compound <laughs> skills, eh? Right? Just, you never know, do you? That's what, is it skill stacking? Is there a book about skill stacking or, or something like that where it's like, you might not be the best at this one thing, but you could be the best combination of all these things. Is that a book or an article or something? Well, if it's not, it should be, yeah. I was just about to say, mate, copyright that shit right now. I reckon. Skill I reckon, stacking is an amazing concept. <laughs> I reckon, I reckon, I reckon I've read it. I'll, I'll claim it though. So I'm just there'll be a short course pl- coming. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, it, is, it, is, it is like, I don't know. Never really think about, like, there's so much to think about, isn't there? I always just think like for every single person, someone out there is looking for exactly what you have. So before you give up what you think is really weird and really like those two skill sets are totally relevant to each other until they're not. So just keep pressing on with whatever lights you up because someone will need it one day. Maybe, maybe his hobby was uh, injecting himself and then going diving. But you'd just be floating, wouldn't you? You'd, <laughs> you'd just be cruising, wouldn't you? It'd be like Calypso Beach down, what's the, is it Dreamworld down the Gold Coast? You just float around. <laughs> yeah it was just yeah so interesting so fascinating and then there's elon musk like trying to put a submarine and drill a hole and he was just like fuck everyone thought he was such a hero doing all this stuff but a human didn't fit in the hole so like a submarine wasn't going to fit in there like, he was just throwing out all these useless things and oh yeah it was just amazing really yeah, interesting he's, he's, elon musk is doing uh rocket launches and shit wasn't he he's doing everything yeah <laughs> Got a finger in every pie. Talk about shock jock, shock guy. I wish we could just build whatever we want. That'd be the dream, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What would you build? I would build a teleportation machine so that when we can travel again, you can just like be there. Where would you go first? Oh, Italy. Yeah. For the pasta, pizza. Yeah, the beaches, that like 
whole just life is beautiful, you know, this yeah. thing. Like yeah, no one can see that. what I'm doing, but you know the Italian hand thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Bellissima. <laughs> Teleportation machine. Do you reckon people are working on something like that now? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. okay. So my recommendation for this week, which is the next section I was just about to ask you guys about, is yeah. Annie Jacobson interviewed by Joe Rogan a couple of times actually. Yeah. She wrote the comprehensive history on Area 51 and how the B-52 bombers were in development and in the skies in like the 60s. So the technology has been around since well before we ever thought it was possible. But she blew the lid on the whole thing. And it is so interesting what the government has been able to do for decades. It's amazing. You should read it. She's oh. she's read like she's written like five books, but the interview in typical Joe Rogan fashion is like three hours long. But it kind of is a summary of the aliens and the UFOs and all this stuff about she interviewed the main guy who had the most information who worked in Area 51. It's so, oh, my God, it's so good. Do you reckon they're real? Do you reckon aliens are real? Is well. Bob Lazar? Is that Bob Lazar? Bob Lazar, yeah. Get my tinfoil hat out. <laughs> he, he, oh, you could talk. What was, the, you go, the space race is on. I remember last month we were going to get coffee. On, bro. The space race is on. I think it is. <laughs> but I'm not going to go into that because I don't want anyone to hear my opinions of a random idiot. <laughs> I think you're crazy. <laughs> well, it's really interesting because they talk about the Roswell incident and how a lot of the sightings were bombers and things that they were testing that they didn't want anyone to know existed. So they let a lot of the UFO theories come out and just fester in society because they were like, well, it's better than them knowing that we've invented these bombers that can't be detected by radar and are flat. So people did see things that were flying but and like some of them are unexplained, but a lot of them they were just like, yeah, we know exactly what that was. You weren't supposed to see it. Oh so my we'll just god! Like, There's actually it was Neil deGrasse Tyson on Joe Rogan recently too, and I think yeah. I saw a clip of him saying there was so much. There's with footage and all that now. Like if you can't, if there's not one single shred of footage footage of that, like it's impossible to kind of believe because we record fucking everything. You know, mm. I was disappointed. It makes you think, I was disappointed when he said that. Yeah, I knew. You know? he, <laughs> You're gunning for the aliens, aren't you? Well, I am, but his series <laughs> about like when he does his his series called the universe, whatever it's called, like his whole thing is think bigger, expand your possibilities, or whatever. <laughs> now he's on there, he's crushing my hopes and dreams about meeting an alien one day. You know, they're not real. Well, they're not green and they don't just float around. I, I just reckon aliens. Are you different. don't know that, yeah. Mark. You don't know that. Well, I don't know that, but like the cartoons and all in all the movies that we're seeing, do you reckon they are like that, or do you reckon they're just different? Like an alien could be a fucking plant. You know what I mean? Could be a plant. Could, could be, be a could plant. be a car. Could be a Tesla. <laughs> could be a Tesla. <laughs> I don't know. I'm losing it. Could be an iPhone. Could Who be knows? an iPhone. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I reckon, oh, Steve Jobs is on Uranus now, I reckon, just looking <laughs> on his iPad going, look at these nothing. <laughs> what are your recommendations, guys? Have you watched or read or seen anything that made you smile? Um, well, I got, I got some presents over the weekend. So I got two new books by the School of Life, which I love. <gasps> yeah. Amazing. Big fan, big fan of all their work. So I got the new book, Calm. And relationships, so maybe maybe I should take the hint. That, that's from Tales, my girlfriend. So uh, thanks for that. I'm going to be reading that for the next like couple of months. I don't know. Some subtle hints being dropped over in your household. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> what about you, Rob? To be honest, I was trying to think of a book or something that I've I've been so slack with like consuming stuff lately that I haven't been anywhere near a book. I've just been watching been watching TV. I've been re digging back into like Peaky Blinders, a TV show. <gasps> yes. 
and the new season's just been I think they just finished recording or they're talking about when it's going to come out now so I'm I'm back up to date for the second time and I'm waiting for the next season to come out. So if we could come out sooner rather than later, that'd be, that'd be much appreciated. I love Peggy Blinders. What about you? What do you mean? What do you oh, mean? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, any of those Annie, Annie Jacobson things I love. And I've just this lockdown been really into these historical fiction books by Kate Quinn. She wrote three, like they're not, it's not a trilogy. They're all separate, but they're kind of similar Based on real characters, they're the female codebreakers, female spies, and female pilots in the First and Second World War. And so she weaves these fictional stories in about like real women who turned out to have worked at Fletchley Park and helped break the Enigma. And it's just so fascinating, like so separate to my actual day job that I just love either crime or war stories. It's my jam. Ooh, do you like that you're into the true crime pods as well? Do you like all that? Love. Yeah, it's weird. And Nick's like, why do you go to sleep to serial killers? I'm like, I don't know. It just really calms me down. It's kind of nice. Well, I reckon you would have graduated. Dexter vibes. What's that? Dexter vibes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you graduate from like the Law and Order SVU? Like I used to watch that every night. Yeah, I think that's just the same type of crowd, isn't it? The ones yeah. who like the Law and Orders and the Criminal Minds and all that. Yeah, sort of yeah. NCIS, like you just gradually, you know, get more and more intense as your tolerance gets higher. <laughs> Good, isn't it? I need something a bit more gruesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, guys, for joining. This was such a joy. You've literally brightened my day. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we can do it again soon and send you guys lots of love. Thanks for having us. Thanks for thinking of us and, um, yeah, shooting the shit with us. It's always good catching up with you, Sarah. Thank you so much. And make sure to include uh, all the links to Funny Business as well. And if you guys have any kind of gateway drug episode you recommend people start with, I'll pop a link to that as well. I reckon you're one. Bang. Give them what they want. Done. Give them what they want. (laughs) Thanks, guys.